Can you hear me clearly, please? Yes, I can. Yes, sure, I can hear you. All right, so I really want to appreciate two of you um, for this privilege. I count it as a great privilege. I understand how your day and your schedule is so tight, and uh, <laughs> it's really a privilege and an honor for having you on this platform. Uh, I will do a bit of introduction um, for you guys. I know it might be so good not to say some part I, I want you to say about yourself. All right, so um, I will start with um, Dafe Richard. All right, um, Dafe Richard is, is a good friend. Yeah, he's a good friend since, since FUNAP days. We probably must have met him in the same post before. Um, Dafe is a social media, not just enthusiast, strategist, a social media pro, and um, he's also a pastor. Uh, a pastor in Foursquare, a youth ministry in Foursquare Gospel Church. Dafe, am I correct? Yes, you are. Yeah, and um, it's a privilege having you on this show. I really appreciate it. And we have again um, David Achidume on on the show with us. Um, David Achidume is, is a youth minister in the Victory Life Bible Church, a, a mental health um, professional. Um, he speaks in the corporate world um, with youth, kids, adults, and um, he speaks to them about emotional, how they can get through the emotional traumas and all of those. I've seen him undo leadership positions, I've seen him undo situations, cases that I felt like, wow, this is, <laughs> this is really leadership. And um, David, am I correct? <laughs> <laughs> I need to say it's okay. <laughs> All right, so let, let's go straight to the, to the point. Um, we are talking about church today, church in, in today's world. Um, a lot of, should I say LSC, or a lot of facts, let me say the facts, because some of them will come up with statistics to prove what they are saying, has come up about the church. Um, we know that when it comes about religion, when it's called about church in Africa, in Nigeria, in Africa, uh, or in the world, Nigeria is, um, is a nation that will, that will that will pop up in the heart of men because of our enthusiasm towards church and towards religion. And um, um, a lot of people have, have made comments that um, why Nigeria is not developing is because um, of our enthusiasm towards church. We, we devote more of our energy, more of our time to church instead of um, going or diversifying, should I say diversifying now, or investing time in in things that will bring about development. Um, a lot of people are saying Nigeria is not developing because um, we have a lot of churches around that are um, making us push our responsibility to God instead of ourselves. Um, David, will you say that is correct, that Nigeria is not developing because of our enthusiasm towards church? Wow. Uh, I don't know why it's me you called first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a that's a deep question. But honestly, um, I'm going to go scriptural. The Bible calls the church the pillar and um, the foundation 
but then it depends on what you do with it that um, determines. I believe it's the mentality and the mindset of many believers. Okay, I don't believe the church is the problem. I don't believe the church is um, because you are committed to the church. That is why Nigeria is the way it is. It depends on the mentality. It depends on the mindset of certain believers. You know, there are some people that are committed to church because they are seeing results. There are people that are committed to church because they love God genuinely. People that are committed to the work of the church because they believe that it is only through this way, it's only through serving God that I can become the man that God wants me to be. So those ones, obviously, they are seeing the results that they want to see. But then there are some, I don't want to, I don't know them, but there are some people that would, you know, that they might take church for they might be, I don't want to use the word religion, but then they might be too religious. Being religious is not the problem because scripture defines pure religion as given to the poor, according to James chapter two, James chapter three, sorry, as given to the poor and hating the garment of flesh. But then when people talk about religion, we, we have coined religion in the way that the world has defined it, which is, you know, being fake, being um, a hypocrite, being the kind of person that, uh, is so is, is spiritual on the outside, but carnal on the inside, putting on the form of godliness and denying the power thereof. So we have certain people like that who do not see results. And then they are the ones that give the church a bad name. But it's not the fault of the church. It's the fault of their selves. It's the fault of their mindset, what they see the church as. They see the church as a means to gain. So they are not working because they love God. They are working because they want to see results. True people, true believers are not working for the sake of results in their lives. They are working in the church because they want the kingdom to grow. Okay? So there are people who work in the church for, for the kingdom. Is that you're working for the kingdom or you're working for yourself? If you're working for yourself, then the Bible calls you selfish. But if you're working for the kingdom, the Bible says you will reap a hundredfold. So the people that are bringing a bad name to the to the church or saying that the church is at fault is because of their mindset and because of their there are reasons for going to church. It is not the fault of the church. It is not the problem of the church. It is not the, it's not the um, church, in short. It's not the church, but it is the person. It is the person that has the problem. I hope that answers your question. Uh, yes. Uh, Daffy, um, David mentioned something that one of the responsibilities, okay, should I say one of the responsibilities of the church is to give to the poor, uh, if I'm correct. So that means... Um, the church has a social responsibility um, to, to, to the society it's located or to Nigeria. The church as a whole has a social responsibility to Nigeria. Do you think the church is actually um, diligent in that aspect, being um, profitable to the society, the community in Nigeria? So th thank you very much, um, Timo. A really insightful point uh, and direction that David has also given. Really, really awesome. So um, the church, yeah, um, being a part of or contributing to the social development of Nigeria as a country, um, I want to believe that in Nigeria, to a large extent, that the church has been contributive. Now, we can, I can go on to begin to mention names of denominations and the stuff that they've done to social development. Now, when, while this is not a primary purpose of the church, we still see the church because of the love that is shared abroad in our heart, we see the church do stuff like this. Mind you, this is not the primary responsibility of the church. We can Sorry, see. Well, let me interrupt, please. What should be the primary responsibility of the church? 
So the primary responsibility of the church is the reason why the church gathered in the first place. The reason why the church gathered in the first place. Acts chapter 2, verse 42, we say, um, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine, apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. We see in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14, that says that he himself gave um, some apostles, some pastors, some prophets, some teachers and evangelists, and that we should no longer be even tossed to and fro. We see also in Romans chapter 12, verse 10, where, where, where um, Paul was admonishing the brethren that let um, love one another with brotherly affection, I'll do one another showing good. Um, we see in the book of Hebrews also, where um, the writer of Hebrews was saying that do not forsake the assembly of the brethren. Yeah. Now we see in all of all these things that the purpose or the reason why we gather, why we have a church is so that the believer can grow, so that they can be taught the word of God. It's so that we can fellowship, it's so that we can share love to one another. Not necessarily because we want to get involved in social development, which I'm not saying that the church um, doesn't have a responsibility in that regard, but that is not the primary responsibility. So when people go on to say that, um, that um, the society is getting bad every day and, and there are more churches, it is funny because it is not the responsibility of the church to fix the society. It's the responsibility of the government to fix the society. And so if we're trying to push the responsibility, it's because we live in a country as Nigeria. And so we're trying to now push the responsibility of the government to the church, which is not, it's just like saying that, okay, a road, a road is bad. And you're tasking, because there is a company on that road, and you're tasking the company on that road to fix the road. It is not the responsibility of the company to fix that road. While the company can be so generous to say, okay, because our company is on this road, let us fix this road. Yeah. And, and so you say that there are companies there and they use the road. You as an individual, don't you use the road? Fix um, it then. Talk sorry, please. Let me interrupt, please. I'm really sorry. I want to interrupt. Yeah, please. Don't, come on. Um, the responsibility of the church is not uh, is to build individuals, right? Um, the responsibility and, uh, of the church, yeah, is not now. When we need to put that in context, so that okay. you don't you don't quote me out of context. All right. Okay. I'm trying to say what I got about what you said, um, that the primary responsibility of the church is for believers to grow, right? Yes. Yeah, and if we look at statistics, um, Nigeria has um, one of the highest um, number of Christians numerically. We have large churches, that means we have large numbers of people that fill the church. Um, and if our primary responsibility is to groom men, then those large number of people should be should be mature people that will contribute positively to society because those number of people should be in positions that would affect the society. They should then we should have lesser um, lesser number num lesser cases of insecurity, um, lesser cases of crime because um, this um, this community of people called Christians because of their numbers and how much the responsibility of churches on them. To build them and, um, and be mature citizens of Christ, um, we are supposed to see the effect in our society, but it doesn't seem like we are seeing any kind of effect. That's why we are saying the church is kind of not affecting our society. So if we say that the church is raising believers to become matured, then what is matured in the context? So what is the characteristic of a matured believer? Yeah, or what, sorry, what are the characteristics of a matured believer? Is it to go ahead to fix the nation? Or it is to show forth the power of God? Yeah? Now, um, 
So when you put that in context, you now understand the purpose of what the church really does, yeah, as opposed to what people feel that the church should be doing. And that is where we have a problem really in society. People, talk is cheap. People have certain things to say about everything. Yeah, they believe, okay, the church is there. There are a number of people there. What, what is the church doing? Hello, we only gather in church for, what is it, maximum three hours every Sunday on Wednesdays or Thursdays, midweek. We gather for how many hours again? Maximum two hours. That is five hours in a week. That is when we gather as a church. And you want us to use five hours to fix the country? Come on now. It is not even possible. It is not even feasible <laughs> talking about it. Yeah. So, but, yes. but now when you now put it in context as to what the responsibility of the church is or what maturity of a believer is, then you now begin to really understand that it is not the responsibility of the church to fix the society. That's what I'm just trying to say. All right. David, you want to say something about... Yeah. Like I keep... Like I started, I started from... I completely agree with what... Um, um, Daffy said. Daffy. Pastor Daffy, sorry. I have to put respect on that. So everything you said is true. And, um, but let me just say something. The mentality of the church, it's, like I keep saying, is the mindset. We have to really change the mindset of any believer. We must understand that the purpose of the church, number one, we are the church. You get, we are the church. The assembly and the gathering of people is a gathering. It is an assembly. But we are truly the church. And the Bible says, let no man lay any other foundation except that which has been laid, which is Christ Jesus. So it's building a strong foundation on Christ. So the purpose of the gathering that we have, I'm sorry to borrow something from Jehovah Witness. I, 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 I'm a kind of person, I'm a very, you know, I love to understand all that because the Bible says we are one. Paraphrasing. Paraphrasing the book of Ephesians chapter 4, like um, Pastor Daffy said, talking about um, unity. The Bible says, let everyone uh, endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace so we are one the purpose of the church is to build the faith of a one family just being one with it with ourselves but then we realize now that in this so-called time and season that we are in we have so many de denominations that have so many different beliefs so that oneness is breaking i i hope you understand what i'm saying that oneness is breaking you know now we have Jehovah witnesses we have um we have pentecostals we have um catholic we have anglican and we have so many of those, you know, even some that we do, we might not even know that are on that. I would even know, of, you might be surprised that there are some like that. And then because of that, there's a lot of, um, you know, confusion. Yeah, I was talking to some Jehovah Witnesses, I think in my, because in my place of work, I have two people there, there are two staffs that are actually Jehovah Witnesses. And I called them, I kind of person I want to understand them. And when I, when we were talking, I was like, okay, that you, I told them that funny enough, the things that you people, have, you believe, I also believe in them. It sounded funny to them. They're like, are you serious? I said, yes, that the things you are saying, that because it means so. I said, okay, why don't you say the national anthem? And they said, because they believe the national anthem is submission to another God that is not God Almighty. And I said, oh, okay, that, that was that's amazing. I don't see it that way, but I, I get the understanding from it. I hope you are getting my point, Timmy. Yes. So I get I get an understanding from it that, oh, okay, that's the meaning of, that's why you do that. So I understand your perspective from that light. Okay, so why don't you, and they Give you giving me some answers like oh okay no problem that you see that the problem is not actually the, the their belief the problem is the hypocrisy in what they are doing not in I'm not speaking to Jehovah I'm speaking to generally believers you know Jesus had a problem with believers the problem was not the fact that they 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 pray or they worship the problem is the hypocrisy in what they do 
I am going somewhere. That's why I'm talking like this. Like the Pharisees and Sadducees, Jesus always spoke against them, not because they kept the law, not because they read their Bibles, not because they prayed. The problem he had with them was hypocrisy. So in every scripture, you see him saying that, oh, ye hypocrites, oh, ye hypocrites, oh, ye hypocrites. So his problem was always hypocrisy. Now, let's go to the church as the focus is. There is hypocrisy in the body of Christ today. That is where I'm going. So there are a lot of, there's a lot of pretense. You, so, you spoke about the fact that in church in Nigeria today, we have the highest number of, you know, Christians. I never knew that, honestly. But then I'm not going to point fingers on anybody because who am I to judge anybody? Judgment is not in my permission to judge anybody because who am I? I'm not perfect. But what I'm going to say is that, of course, there are some pastors that are called by God. And there are some pastors that call, were called into the that called themselves into a business <laughs> in the organization. Okay, so we must be careful not to, to not to because now you are saying that um, we have so many churches, but yet we are not seeing results. The question is, what are the results you are actually looking for? Because when it comes to the kingdom of God, the results are eternal, not mm. carnal. Exactly. So when, God bless you. God bless you. So mm. when, when, we, when we talk about <laughs> results that we are, we are looking for Context. the results that many people are looking for are what is physical what they can see but the bible says why well, so, we look not at things can i interrupt things. please Sorry. you can you can when we read the scriptures we talk about the yeah. fruit of the spirit unbelievers read scriptures right so yeah. when i get to my workplace and i have a colleague that is a christian there is a kind of trait or character i'm expecting from him because of what I read that um, that he was he's supposed to do because of what he is bound to his religion, which is peace, uh, which is love. Then I'm not supposed to meet a Christian that is corrupt, um, that wants to steal from my company. So if I employ a Christian as an employee, I must be sure that, oh, I've employed someone that will be faithful. But I don't think that's the case. If, if, you, if you are employing someone and the person is saying I'm a Christian, you know, sir, even if you're a pastor, you know you have to scrutinize the person again and again to confirm if the person is really a Christian. So I think one of the things they are expecting is what is written in our scriptures about mm. us, which they are not seeing about us. But do you know that, sorry, do you know that that word Christian, I'm, I'm very fun, funny enough, I don't like being called a Christian. It sounds funny, but if you study the book of Acts, you realize that it wasn't apostles that called themselves Christians. It was unbelievers that called them Christians. Uh, yes. And the reason why they called them Christians was the means of insulting them because of the way they portrayed their lives. So Christian, the word Christian was not, they were not called Christians because they believed in what they were doing. They were called Christians. They means to insult them. And look at these people. Look at these, uh, these strange people have come again, these Christians. So it was not a word of encouragement. It was more like a word of insult to believers. If you study book of Acts, you see, you see more in that light. Because no apostle referred to himself as Christians. They refer to themselves as believers. I hope you get, you get that. I just wanted to put that yes. in there. So, yeah. Uh, the point I'm still trying to place now is even believers, believers yeah. are not exhibiting the trait that uh, the world is expecting from them. But that's the thing. Nice. They, they, we, are not meant to exp- we are not meant to express a trait for the world to see. But there were, you know, were certain traits that the believers expressed in the book, in the scriptures, that even made yeah. them call, they, they were calling the apostles gods. Yeah, this, yeah, of they, course. There were, there were some traits they, they exhibit that it was notable to the people around that, no, these people are not normal. They are exceptional of set of people. Yeah. 
that so that's what I'm saying. Like I think there is an exceptional trait they are expecting from us that they are not seeing. Yeah, that's okay, great. Um, let, let me just okay, come sir. in here. You can, you can, no problem, sir. Yes. So now the thing now is that I, I, I just let, let me lay this down. So people are in the in their workplaces, yeah, and they were employed on the basis that they can do their job well. They were employed yes. on the basis of test of character. Now, this test of character is irregardless of their religion, whether they are Christians or they're Muslims or they're Buddhists or they're Hindus or whatever is their religion is. Yeah. Now, when certain things now begin to um, become questionable in their life, now, instead of you to question their character using the same measure as which you're using employing them or the same measure that you use to judge them in a society, then you now fall back to religion and say that exactly. your religion is failing you. Or mm -hmm. The scripture says to whom much is given, more is, more is expected. Now, I'm, I'm not what I'm, the saying. No, if you understand the context at which I'm talking from, I'm saying that there is religion, yeah, which influences the way people live. And there is also the fact that society tends to turn blind eye to religion, yeah. But when it now turns to, when it now comes to blaming people for, um, faulting in their character, yeah. Um, we are so quick to now say that, oh, but you say that you, are, you belong to this religion, <laughs> but why are you acting in this certain kind of way? Yeah, but why I'm yeah, not I trying to defend, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to put that out there. Yeah, yeah of course. People are people, and yet they have religions, and yet they have things that they believe in. However, yeah, yeah um, because a person identifies with a certain group, doesn't mean that is. Um, how will I put it now? Because he identifies with a certain group, doesn't mean that he's a carrier of that culture 100%. Now, some, while some of us are struggling to be carriers of that culture, some of us are really great at it and are really excellent. Yeah? For example, now, uh, there are certain times, if you watch football, there are certain times that there are certain teams that are very formidable. Once you see that they are up against another team, you're like, oh my God, they're going to destroy these guys. Now, yeah. in that same team, there is usually certain players where they substitute them when the team needs goals. They're like, oh my God, why did they bring this guy in? But it belongs to this team that is formidable and destroys everybody. Yeah. Now, we now see that while the team is really great and they have really yeah. good stuff going on for them, certain individuals that also belong to that yeah. particular team are not necessarily culture carriers or they don't produce the same result as other members of the team. I don't know if you get me correctly. So yeah. if one person from this group of people that we call Christians, yeah, um, um, act in certain ways that faulty, then we should question the person and say that, why are you different from the others? <laughs> yeah, not saying that the religion has failed you. Ask the person, why are you different? This is not what your religion teaches you. All right, let, let's move on. A lot of things I want us to talk about, and um, we are not even up to, <laughs> and the time is running. So I want, to, I want to ask a question. Now, we have been talking about individuals. Let's talk about the church as a body. Um, I think there should not be, I want to state some premise now. There should not be oppression in, 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 in a community where the church is, is established. 
I'm not. I'm not confused. It's not a confusion. Why is just... it because the church is now the law enforcement? <laughs> <agent>? <laughs> no, talk to me now. Tell me. Yeah, because, because the church, the church has spiritual authority, agent. and I think um, the scripture said um, there is nothing that appears in the physical that cannot be controlled in the realm of the spirits. We saw around. Um, if we were check about the Old Testament, we saw how. Sorry um, to cut Elijah... you very quickly. Now this is it. Let's go back to context. The church is responsible responsible to who the community or the people that it serves who which people that is where the problem is so my church is in orilagege now who is my primary responsibility I, is it the people talking as in a church as a, as a church as a body now not it's, just it's all, a church as a body that's the point it is all of all these churches that makes up the church as a body Okay, yeah. now, so is your church supposed to be responsible only for the members? Only? The church's primary responsibility is for the church. But do you know that when the community is, if there, when there was COVID, nobody could go to church. If there is war today, nobody will go to church tomorrow. So if you have turning blinders to the issues that are rising in society and we are saying we are only responsible for our, our sheep, even we will not be able to feed our sheep tomorrow because there's no way our sheep to get to the to the to the shepherd house because do you, do you have a place there of is work? something eh? do you have a place where you work yes what was the contribution of your organization to covid 19 to end it my own yes your organization what was its contribution to it to end covid 19 I, I don't think we have the capacity to make it okay probably we're working for a moment and do we have the cap now do we have the capacity to also do it but, but pastors, the church, you don't want us to. Church, you don't want us to work for <laughs> Why don't we have the capacity to? Why don't we have the capacity to end? Uh, why do you think we have like, the capacity to to do it? We have spiritual authority. That's what the word is. That's what the. What is, I think that's our superpower. Oh my god! <laughs> super, super so what power. is this? Is that not our superpower? Wow. I'm not supposed Super to be the Superman of this generation, the Spider-Man wow. of this uh, no, generation. No, no, no. Been, no, been, no whatever are, are we not supposed to told, be? <laughs> whatever I think that wow. you've been told that the church is... I, I, I'm, I, I, put it, I, I say that you've been completely told a lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that the responsibility oh. of the church is to the church. That is what you... See, the church is not just an organization. It is an organism first before an organization. No, it, I, so wait, our responsibility... Please, I want to cut in, please. If you say the church is just the church, I'm not sure I want to agree with that. Even Jesus didn't die for... He died when we, we didn't even... He was not even sure of us that he has, he's dying for we. Timmy, sorry. I'm, I'll, try, I'll try and get your question so that I can answer. Sorry. What, what are you okay. trying to say? Let me just okay. get it clear. Okay, let me establish it now. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to say, is the church supposed not to initiates um, a kind of strategic move um, to, to advancing the society and establishing peace and the will of the Lord in quotes. That was why mm -hmm. I started with, um, is there supposed to be oppression, insecurity, um, so, um, violence okay. me, in a place me, where the church is established? Okay, so you so that means because there's a presence of the church, there should be absence of violence and all those things. That what you're saying. It should it should be minimized because in places where we don't it even have be. church, we we have peace. Then what's the advantage of the church? Really? Wow. <laughs> Do you know? Sorry, let me let me get what you said last. Please. I di I didn't get that. Okay. 
I will I will rephrase the whole thing I want to establish. No, 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 don't rephrase. What you said last in places where there are no churches, they have yeah. peace, they have sound society where people okay. that are going to church can go to church without fears. But what is the advantage of a community with a church? Places where there are not many churches, where there are not many churches, um, people can still go to worship in church in peace. However, it is not the same um, in many parts of the country. I'm guessing that this is owing to the fact of the violence that we, that, that, that we experience as a country in the North. Yeah, so you see that the church is even a victim in our own country, which means mm-hmm. that this is not even a fault of the church. Can you, can, you, can you now see that it's not the fault of the church? It's the fault so, of the fact that we are sorry, please, um, part of the country. Daphne, please, hold on. Please, sorry. Please, sorry. I want to throw a question. Yeah, I'm with you. David. Yeah, also. Um, are we saying the church is helpless and there is no way the church can help the society or the church can be a deliverer to the society in this current position? that is not what we are saying and i like i keep saying pastor Daffy is speaking from a point of (laughs) i understand what he's saying completely that um they are trying to like give the church certain duties as though the church is failing at his work please so i'm sorry i want to call to you our government are failing us yeah we have when we protest they kill us but you are, you said you are a church, you have a Jesus, you have a God that has almighty power when you go around to yeah. preach. Then why is that power not working in our country? That's the question. The, que- the question, I want, the question, the question is there I want to a ask way you now, can solve us? the so question I want to ask you now, Timmy, is that yes. how do you know the power is not working? Because the statistics you see, are still in it now. So, so, so how do you, if, 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 if okay, they are so if, pastors. Yeah, so if, if we're a church, Okay, and we operate by you said it before with your own mouth that we are spiritual. You said with your mouth. So if you say that with your mouth, then you are telling yes. me that you are judging the results of the church by statistics. Do you see that? How, so that means you are judging. Say, that means you are judging. That means you are judging by believe, what you see. How would they okay, believe? Let me, they let, me give you, let me give you. Let me Is give it you not in the Bible? Example. I think it's Sorry? in the Bible. I What's think the it's Bible? the Bible that they, they can't believe if they don't see. Of course, in fact, yeah, of course, in the a Bible, lot of miracles Jesus on, on was doing. But then it, it Jesus depends, was what, doing what those miracles because he wants to convince people that there is power. The real no, message is that, that, is that the word the of pur- salvation. That was, not the true purpose, that was not the true purpose of the miracles that God did. The true purpose of the miracles that God did was to reveal the nature and the personality of who Christ is and the power that is him, not in what he can do. So the problem of the church is that we see, when we, when we see miracles, you believe that Jesus was in it for that you can see that Jesus can do this. No. Jesus didn't do any miracles to show you that he can do anything. He doesn't need you to believe he can do anything to do anything for you. That was not the purpose of miracles. That was not the purpose of his power. Because you see that in the book of John chapter 6, let me, di- let me divert. Since that's where you went to, I'm okay. going to go there too. When you, in John chapter 6, he turned <laughs> five loaves. He turned five loaves and two fishes into many. Then the, you, you would think that the purpose of this turning five loaves and two fishes into many, I'm sure, Timmy, you would think that it was because he wanted to feed the people, Right? But then if you read okay. downwards, the people began to look for him. They began to search for him. Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? When they found him, they said, Master, we've been looking for you. Where did you go? And then he responded to them and said, you sought me not because of the miracle. He said, you sought me because you ate of the bread and, was satisfi- and were satisfied. And that scripture baffled me because the miracle was actually the bread, right? 
Mm-hmm. So why did Jesus say that you sought me not because of the miracle? Because in the carnal sense, that miracle was actually filling us with, filling us with bread, right? Mm-hmm. Are you getting me? Mm-hmm. But then Jesus said, you sought me not because of the miracle. Meaning that the purpose of this miracle was not actually to satisfy you with bread. Then the next verse now said, I am the bread of life. So the purpose of this miracle mm-hmm. was to reveal in nature in me, in who I am, so that you can know me. I know who I am. Not necessarily know that I can do this for you. The purpose of the kingdom of God, the Bible says the kingdom is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy. So the purpose of the kingdom is an establishment. It's not a satisfaction. So many of us are looking for satisfaction and not perfection. So there's a difference between satisfaction and perfection. So, Timmy, you're coming from a place that I am not satisfied with what I'm seeing. There is still violence. There is still insecurity. How can God be? So you are, you are judging with your wisdom. You are judging with your mind. You are not judging with spiritual wisdom. Because from sorry, your point please. of view, you are seeing that. Sorry, let me finish. Are you talking? Because there's time. From your own point of view, you are seeing that, oh, uh-uh, God is not showing his power. God is not showing his this. God is not showing his that. God is, God is not showing his this. That is how the prophets would have felt. That is how Moses too would have felt. The Israelites felt that way because they're always seeking satisfaction. So they're always saying that God, maybe God is God did a miracle for them, but yeah, they still doubted God. So even if God should satisfy you 10,000 times, you will still doubt him. Because the Israelites experienced it over and over again. What did he do for them? The satisfaction they're looking for today, he did it for them. He gave them bread, he gave them water, he did everything for them. But yeah, they said that God, you are not real. God, you are not there. Take us back to Egypt. Because I've said it before that no matter what, your needs will never satisfy you. So what you are looking for, if you find it, you will still look for more things. It's like an Oliver Twist mentality that comes in, the, in place in our mind. So if we get what we want, we will still find something that we're looking for. Do you get me? So even if God should take away the so-called violence and the insecurity, I trust, I, I bet it with you that there will still be something that you say, God, you are still not showing us that you are God. <laughs> it's true. Okay. <laughs> Okay, but um, if I will mention again, mention even the church, even, <laughs> <laughs> even the church is not satisfied about this current situation. Over the news, you hear about how Khan keeps saying or keep uh, confronting the president on the state of the nation. If they will confront the president about the state of the nation, that is, uh, they they are saying that it's not going the way to go. That means probably they are not seeing answers to their prayers. <laughs> How does that mean that they are not seeing answers to their prayers? <laughs> if you are seeing answers to your prayers, you are, not, are you supposed to address the president? Wow. <laughs> okay, so let, 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 let me take you chip in a lot of stuff here. Jesus, while he was on earth, yeah, there was government. And yes. those governments were even out to frustrate the 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 purpose of his ministry if you remember correctly it happens um well over two thousand years ago real life story (laughs) then after afterwards we had followers of jesus um they were called the apostles and disciples of christ they also had governments who were out to frustrate the purpose of why they exist they will kill them really amazing amazing men of god amazing there was one time these guys, Paul and Silas, they were, they were arrested by the Roman government, thrown into prison. 
Then they were worshiping, singing, and praying in the Holy Ghost. And the, the, there was a mighty earthquake. Everything changed, broke. Everything scattered. Yeah? Now, the, what was the reason why God, why, why God made this happen? Was it to ensure that the government, is, the government becomes better or that the government is restored or that the country becomes better? No. It is to show this power that he is God and is with these guys for them to continue preaching the gospel. You mentioned something about the will of God. The will of God is not to make sure that the earth is fine. No, there is coming a time where believers in Christ Jesus will no longer be on this earth. We shall ascend with Christ into heaven. Then we shall come, then there's, then there's going to be a time where we shall reign with Christ Jesus again. That is the plan of God for us, not, not this one. Yeah, not this one. Jesus himself promised us that in this earth, there's going to be tribulations. Yeah, and, and it, is, it is not, like I, I keep saying, it's not the responsibility of the church to set the country in order. When Jesus mm-hmm. was asked about tax, he said that, give, and, and they were like, ah, do you pay tax? What did you reply and say to them? He said, give what belongs to Caesar, unto Caesar. Because it is Caesar's responsibility to reform the nation, the country, the government, while the church should focus on what the church does. Yes, thank you. All right, thank you. Um, let's move on. Let's move on. Thank you for your contributions, really. I saw it, but I don't believe a lot of people out there will still want to agree that the church um, doesn't have the power to, um, since our government has failed us. So that's lack of knowledge. That's lack of, that's lack of spiritual knowledge now. It's not it's just like saying that the road is bad. And you are calling and you are saying that are not schools on this road, the schools to fix the road. That's what you're trying to say, bro. That's lack of spiritual knowledge. Straight up. It's not it's not our fault for that. It's not it's not our own problem. All right. Um, I want to ask you another sensitive question. Um, what people think about the church. Um, let me just put it straight. Um a lot of people think church is a business forum. That um, we give our offering, we give our tithes um, to enrich some set of people while we still grow in poverty. We build institutions. Um, our members can't even afford. I'm talking of the, um, the average um, citizen in the society. And even when we talk about the missionaries, how when they came around, they built schools, they built hospitals, even the first hospital um, that I see, um, that I stay around even to today in my, my hometown, Abeokuta, Secretary that Hospital was, was built by the church, in quotes, the missionaries. So the question is, um, is it true that church is a business forum? And why do you think <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Establishing the fact that um, we have seen church have institutions that an average citizen cannot attend. Um, is, is it true that church is not a business forum? And okay, let's start with that. First of all, we need to first understand that what makes up a business it means that there is buying, there is service, and there is payment. Yeah, which of course in all the churches, I've not really been to many churches. Yeah, but. In the churches that I've attended in my life as a young person, um, I've never come to a point where I paid gate fee before I enter into a church. I've never paid to, I've never paid gate fee, basically. I've never paid sitting fee. I've never paid, I've never paid anything whatsoever to get any service whatsoever or to get the basic, to get the basic knowledge of the word of God on a Sunday morning or during the midweek service. Yep. Um, so if it is a business, it means that we are actively selling something or getting paid for it. 
Now, every money that I've given in the church, I've given it because it is my responsibility as a believer. Now, this will sound very weird to many people that are not Christians or that are not believers. Why? Because they are not believers. And that is a problem that we have. We, ha- we see people who don't know um, who don't know the nitty-gritty of what we do as a church coming to think that they can correct what we do as a church. Yeah? Now, if the church doesn't find means to sustain itself, now, by sustaining itself, remember, I said that we don't pay. We don't pay anything in the church. What we do in the church is that we give, and that is how the church grows. Yeah? Now, if the church doesn't find ways to sustain itself, it is these same people that say that the church is a business center, that will come and say that the church is a the, 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 the church is a center for begging. By the time we now say that, okay, come, come and give us money. We want to do this. Do you get it? Because human beings will always find something to talk about. Now, giving as believers in the church is a responsibility for the believer. I say it with all sense of intentionality and mindfulness. Responsibility yes. for the believer, because that is how the church sustains itself. And that is how we grow as a church. So you cannot say that we need stuff. Then we now say, okay, let us go and talk to the telco companies if they can give us something. We want to sustain the church. We want to do this. No, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. I will just, I will just leave this hanging there. Uh, but I will continue. Thank you, sir. Let me just, uh, let me just add to what he has said. Now, there's a mentality. I keep going back to mentality because I believe that's the problem of the church today. That um, the, purpose, the purpose of your giving is so that you can, you know, be great you can be successful you can be rich you can have all the money in the world so then when you get when you have that mentality begin to have expectations and imaginations i think that's what they actually tell us yeah no that's that that, that's that you you take it out of context that is the problem they say it but that's not they they are not there's something about the imagination of man and there's something about the expectations that's what the bible says casting down every high thing and imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of god the pastors tell you that if you sow, sow this for this, blah, blah, blah. So your mentality goes to, oh, this, this thing I want is going to come now. This thing I want, blah, 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 blah. Of course it can't because God is God. Obviously, it can. But then if you have an imagination, then you're already operating by your own wisdom. And then the Bible has told us in the book of Isaiah, I can't remember the scripture, but he said it there that my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. He said the ways the heavens are higher than the earth is how my thoughts are higher than yours. So I will not operate by your own expectation, your expectation, but what I believe is best for you. That is the operation of God. So no matter what you give, whatever you receive is not to blame God for it because then it was your, your, your imagination that disappointed you. It was your imagination that failed you. It was your I'm mind. Supposed that you. to have expectations. You are not. When I talk about expectation, I'm talking about the I'm talking about the carnal mind. I'm talking about certain believers. This is this is what they expect by what they sow. I personally, let me speak from my own point of view. I don't sow. The reason why I sow has nothing to do with myself, but has much to do with the establishment of the kingdom of God. Okay. So the Bible says in the book of um, First Corinthians chapter nine. I hope I'm correct because I'm not in my Bible here, but I believe I'm correct. I shall be Bible small. <laughs> <laughs> but in first Corinthians chapter 9, the Bible was talking. I said that he that he that giveth seed to the sower shall give bread for your food and shall multiply the seed, the fruit of your righteousness. And that scripture, when the spirit was, the spirit was telling, telling me that that means that the seed that you sow, the fruit that come out of it is not for you. Because the Bible says it shall give bread for your food, and bread doesn't come from seed. Okay, bread is bread, seed is seed. 
What comes from seed is fruits. But the Bible says, he that giveth seed to the sower shall give bread for your food. So that means it is God that gives you bread. But then the reason for sowing is not to receive bread. I hope I did not just cause a commotion here. <laughs> but the purpose of your sowing is not to receive bread. God gives the bread for you. But your sowing is not for you to eat bread. The purpose of your sowing is to, to see your church or your, the kingdom of God grow. Okay? So if you have that mentality, that is when there will not be lack. Because you will not be depending on a certain expectation or a certain result because of what you dropped. Then you realize that I'm sowing this for the growth of the church. And I'm sowing this for the growth of the kingdom. It is not for me. It is for the growth of the kingdom. And the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom and every other thing by it unto you. So God will surely supply your bread. But not because you sowed, but because he's a father and he loves a cheerful giver. Now, the problem it? still is with statistics. That's now uh... for statistics. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Of course. <laughs> um, no problem. Let me not mention that. Let me go. You can, you to, can mention. Uh, <laughs> you can mention. No uh, why do you think churches build schools their members can afford? <laughs> well, wait, calm down. I don't understand. Do you, are they building schools for? I don't understand. There are members there that can afford this as well now, right? How many percent? I don't know. I don't follow statistics. But what I'm saying is that the purpose <laughs> of the building. The purpose of the building of the school is not dependent on the salaries of the, you know, or it's not dependent on the afford if the members can afford it or not. They are building schools to help. If the sole responsibility <laughs> of the church, according to uh, Pastor Daffy, that mentioned that, uh, oh, no, okay. he, he mentioned earlier <laughs> that the church was supposed to build um, members for the kingdom, paraphrasing what he said. But why are we branching into, if we can branch into education? Building schools, I think we are going out, outside our jurisdiction as a church, our sole responsibility. Even if we are to build it, it's supposed to be something to support the society. So I think that's one of the things Jesus did. Uh, so <laughs> now. <laughs> what do you want exactly? Okay, now the point now. The point now is, please hold on. The point now is, why is church building? Schools, because it's not part of their sole responsibility, one, according to what you said, Pastor Daphne, and according to Pastor David agreeing to that. <laughs> and two, uh, is why then is the school not um, a plus to society in the sense of those that don't have? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, All right, great. <clears throat> so uh, <laughs> very quickly, yeah. What do you want from us exactly? Just answer this one in your mind. You say that we, we should contribute to the development of society. And now churches have gone ahead to build schools. Yeah. And now you say that the, the schools should be affordable for the members. Now, I, I want to I want to I want to counter what you just said that churches don't build schools that are affordable for the members. Now, when you talk about this, you are you are probably thinking about you cannot mention five schools in Nigeria built by churches that members cannot afford. I dare you. Can you go ahead and yes. five I'm, not, I'm talking. I'm talking about the percentage of members that can afford it. Now, now, good. No, I'm coming. I'm building up a case. You cannot mention five schools in Nigeria yeah. that the church build that the members cannot afford. 
There are Baptist schools. Have you seen Baptist secondary schools? Have you seen Methodist no, no, secondary schools? No, 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 no. I'm not talking Have you seen about Catholic teachers. secondary schools? Oh, they you're are not talking about they secondary are... school. Of course not. Well, when we are talking, talking about this, school, they the wait, hold on, please. Now, the problem is that... They, they are not, the they are no, no, not listen, listen. funded the by, problem this, is by the church. You've, categori- you've categorized... They are not funded by school. the church, Pastor Daffy. When we talk about secondary schools, they were established by the church. Now, they were talking about by the government. I don't know why the story of the history around there. But now no, they are not no, no, funded no, no, and handled no, no, by no. the church. Many schools run by these churches I just mentioned, and they are totally run by the church totally run by the church organization and have you been Se- to any of these schools you see the number schools. of people in it yes i know of they are they are trying to regain these schools but from the onset that i know of um the government are handling most of these schools no 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 don't no you you you, you get you get you're getting it wrong you're getting it wrong tomorrow. okay now my point All is right. that there are schools built by churches. Now, these are just a few schools that I mentioned. There are also churches that you don't know that have schools abroad. You, I, I, I know, I know the church where you grew up, and you know that we have a school. You have, you have a school in Abeokuta, affordable for the members to attend. For the members, but to we have kids. a university that is not affordable by an average member. Now, the, the, now, if you want the university education, basically is expensive. You need to understand that. I'm sure that there will be universities like that. Oh my God, what am I even saying? There are universities owned by churches, yeah, not in Nigeria now, that are affordable for the average person to attend. You need Why to first understand that. You need, you need to first understand. Now, do you know the poverty percentage of, of Nigerians? Do you know that over 80% Nigerians are living in poverty? Do you know that? Okay. Now, you need to understand that university education is not for a poor person. Even the government have not been able to achieve that. And look at the government. Look at what the government brings in for revenue. Look at how much, what does the church bring in for revenue? You need to understand and put all of all these things in context and perspective before you say that the church should be the university that the poor person can afford. Poor people don't go to schools all over the world. Do you know that? They need to take loans. Why? Because university education is expensive. Have you been to a science lab? Do you see the equipment so, that are there? Are we saying the church is not rich? The church, is the church broke? Yeah. Good. Very good question. Now, who are the people that populate the church? Is it not these same people that you ask us to be the university for that cannot afford the university that are filled in the churches? Now, look at your argument. Now, where would these people get the money from that you think that they need to now use to build the church? Should I tell you the worth of some churches? Tell me the worth of those churches. And now, we'll now go back to our original argument and ask if that is our primary responsibility to build schools. Then why are we going into it if that's not our primary objective? Now, if we now build schools that now give us more revenue as a church so that we can do more things as a church, is that not wise? All right. Or if we that's now... Right, actually. So, so, so we, we, need, we need to put these things in, in context. Understand what people feel the churches. Um, what, what caliber of people are the most populated in the churches. What is the responsibility of the church itself before we now put this church on the nail and right. but Well, we are not really, we're, we're not really bothered about all of all that anyway. So. <laughs> um, David. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to make comment on that? Uh, first things first, when you talk about um, churches establishing schools and they're not, uh, the members cannot, number one, the pastors are not um, the cause of the poverty of their members. <laughs> That's one thing I want to clarify. The Bible says, 
The Bible says, <laughs> that's actually very Jesus said, Jesus said it by himself that we preach, we preach the gospel to the poor. The Bible didn't say that we preach money to the poor. The Bible didn't say we preach, we give mm. this. They said we preach the gospel to the poor. So poverty is a nature that you must be so broken free that, of by the gospel. Does that mean, now, does no, that let me mean see, we let are not preaching the gospel? No, let me finish okay. what I'm saying. <laughs> the, now that we are preaching the gospel, to the poor and to break them free from the exactly so if people are not getting now whose fault is that is that the fault of the pastor or the fault of you that are because like now jesus came to the world and he preached to everybody but not everybody got his message now not mm-hmm. everybody during jesus time people were still poor and jesus was not paying school fees for the poor for the people that were poor <laughs> jesus was not feeding people that were poor he only fed five thousand out of how many people that were in the world so although he came to die for the world, but even his miracles, he didn't, he didn't do miracles for everybody. He even said it by himself that upon all the widows in the whole of, the, in the whole of Israel, Elijah was only sent to the one in Zarephath. He said upon all the people with leprosy, Elijah was only sent to Gideon. So you see that just because there's poverty in the church, it doesn't mean it's the fault of the pastor. It doesn't mean, so when you say that the pastor, they are the establishing school that their members cannot afford, it's not their fault that their members cannot afford it. They didn't build this, they, they didn't build it with that mentality that, oh, my members will not be able to afford it. No, they built it with, with, the, with the way I've preached the gospel. You've had, if, let me use my father, for example. My father preaches about prosperity, but not um, as per saying that um, you, um, that kind of prosperity like that. When I talk about prosperity, I talk about the gospel. He preaches the gospel to the poor and he always emphasizes and he says it by himself that he's, he's, he's hurt when he sees people that has heard his message and they are still where they are. Because there are people from outside the church, outside DLBC, outside um, Abel Kuta, that they've heard his message and they've become successful. So he says it and I'm sure Tim, you've heard, it, you've heard him say before in the church before that he feels, sometimes he feels bad when he sees certain people that they hear his word every time, and yet they are still where they are. Does that mean it's apostles' fault? No. So when you say it like that, that they are they, are, they, they create they didn't create schools so that are members. Of course, in, they will want all their members to be able to afford the school fees, but then they can't. They, it, it, it's not their fault if all their members cannot afford it. Okay. So the establishment of the school is not for the problem, or it's not that uh, we did it so that you not be able to afford it. But I know we didn't increase the school fees so that you not be able to pay for it. No. That's not why I did do that. I just want us on a final note. I want to appreciate you again sincerely for from the depth of my heart. I I understand how stressful your day might have been. Both of you, um, so stressful. Your, your, um, I just your, want your, us... your honorarium. Your honorarium must be six digits. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I received that prophecy. Oh. So I just want us to give a final note on on um. It's going to be an insight to people on what the church is, its sole responsibility, and the kind of contribution and effect it can give. Um, I, I want to believe, you want to believe that the church is not perfect yet. As it, I mean, the church in Nigeria, probably. There might or there will be some things we, we are not doing perfectly well. Um, I just wanted to address that in a few seconds. Um, we can go with Daffy first, then David round the top, then we head the session. Thank you. Okay, so for, um, very quickly, the church is perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, church is perfect. You need, to, you need to understand that it's spiritual, but yeah. Okay. Um, 
so but however while we are i understand where you're coming from i just need to say that the church is perfect <laughs> but while we are trying to you know um while we're trying to do more things here yeah, while we're trying to um walk according to this um the fullness of the stature of the measure of christ yeah we 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 um we understand also that the church is not filled with um, perfect people. The church is not filled with born-again people. Do you understand? The church is not filled with people who are saved. There are people that attend church programs, church meetings that are not saved. Yeah, And they are Christians. There are people that are Christians because their parents are Christians. And they grew up to say that, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. So we need to first understand and put all of all these things into perspective first. Yeah. Now, what is now the responsibility of the church? The responsibility of the church is to take all of all these people, understand their peculiarity and individuality. And that is why we have many denominations. We can't all come together to worship in one place. No, it's not possible because of the, resp- the uniqueness of the church. So all of all these people with their peculiarities, the pastor understands their individuality and uniqueness. Yeah. And he teaches them. It's why you go to church- churches and they have Sunday schools, different people in different classes. Yeah. Because they are in different stages of growth in their life. So they need to be taught. Yeah. So that is what the church is for, for to teach people, to build them, to become that fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. Yeah. So that many of those problems that you now talk about, that you say that they are, the church is people, are, um, somebody is a Christian and is at work and is still money. Yeah. So that we don't have them. But that is not the primary. So that is, but that is not the problem. That is the main thing. The main thing is that so that we would grow people, yeah, we we'll grow people that we can get other people saved because eternity is real, yeah, and, and, and there is life after now. But that, that, is, that, is, that is another discussion for another time. So, but my final point is that the responsibility of the church is to the church. Mm. Oh, thank you. David. Yeah, well, sorry, what, what do you want me to comment on? <laughs> let me get, I don't, I don't want to say something that I'm not meant to say. So let me hear, what, what do you want me to comment on? Okay, I want you to give a final comment on, an insight um, to people on what the church is, um, its primary purpose, and um, address Only, the church. Okay. Yep. Address, okay, answer, okay, continue. And address the, the what you feel the church might probably be not getting in your own opinion that you feel, okay, as a pastor, um, when I get more established, this is one of the few things I think I would want to improve in the way church and do things. But in the society, I'm not talking about church affairs now, in yeah. the society. I'll I just say that, honestly, all I, I see around is self-centeredness. I'm sorry to use that word, but only if the church could love the kingdom more than themselves, then they will see the true results. Because our results, we are judging our results based on our bellies. You know, Apostle Paul spoke about that in the book of Philippians chapter 3. He said that he was, he said, I, I don't I want to paraphrase it because my Bible is not with me, but he was saying that he is saying this weeping, that there are many people who say they know God, but then they hate the cross of Christ. And he said their God is their belly, meaning that they are seeking their own satisfaction and it's whatever they judge that is best, that is best. So it's not what God sees, it's not what God says, but it's what they want, it's what they see, and it's what they want to see. That is why the problem will still continue. 
because we are expecting a result based on what we want, not a result based on what God wants. And that is not faith. So the Bible says we walk by, we walk by faith and not by sight. Many believers are walking by sight and not by faith. And faith there in that context means yeah, we walk by the sight of God. So Apostle Paul was saying we walk by the sight of God, not by our own sight. Many believers are walking by their own sight and not by the sight of God. So when they don't see the result they want, they believe God is not faithful. When they see that there's insecurity, when they see that everything, God is not faithful and there and there and there. So only if believers could deny themselves, then they will see the true results. That's all I'll say. Wow. <laughs> thank you so much. I, I feel so indebted. Um, thank you so much. We, we've come to the end.